Welcome to Future Insiders, a podcast about the future of tech, business, and humanity. This week, your host, Kathy Hackle, talks to Sid Quider about NextMind, which is a neurotechnology startup developing a non-invasive AI-based brain-computer interface. Let's go ahead and get started. Here's your host, Kathy Hackle. everyone I am so excited about this episode oh my goodness I have been I have been trying to get this person on the podcast and I am so excited where we finally have him on so today we have Sid Quider from NextMind did I get your last name correct I think I, I did so I, I tried <laughs> you did you did thank you thank you you're one of the founders uh, you're the founder of NextMind I am and- the founder indeed yeah and NextMind so for for everyone that kind of follows me or or listens to me, you know, they know that I'm really interested in brain machine interface or brain computer interfaces. And I've been able to demo some of the devices. I actually have uh, one of the next mind dev kits with me. And um, I did a video at CS 2020. So CS last year, uh, where I was one of the, one of the first people really to, to try the device at CS. And it was such a a fantastic video. Lots of people, you know, shared it. Um, it was, uh, you know, quite a conversation starter. So Sid, thanks for joining me today on Future Insiders. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So tell folks a little bit about who you are and then what is NextMind? Well, about me, I'm, uh, I'm actually a cognitive neuroscientist. I, I used to be a professor of cognitive neuroscience at the university and I just became an entrepreneur. Over the years, NextMind is a, a spin-off startup uh, from my lab. Um, I used to work on basically decoding what we call cognition, so memory, learning, perception, attention, directly from the brain, from neural activity. And um, in 2017, we created NextMind with the aim of bringing this technology to basically anyone and, and and make a product out of this. So we went from what we could do in the lab, not necessarily in real time, uh, decoding like neural activity into being able to put that in a small product that anyone could in principle use. And um, I've been able to kind of demo it. And normally with some of these devices, the calibration takes a long time. I was really impressed with the next mind. The calibration was relatively quick. I mean, very, like you said, you know, easy, easy to use as complicated in, and as, let's say, as hard um, as the technology, you know, is to, you know, to understand for several people. Um, but from, from the perspective of NextMind, what is your mission? Like, what is the mission of NextMind? Well, the main mission of NextMind is to basically create a telepathic link between humans and technology. And our the road we're taking is the non-invasive road uh, by which we're trying to do all of this without any surgery, without any invasiveness. So this is really the the aim of NextMind, being able to have high bandwidth link between your brain and technology without uh, the struggle of having to have a, a, a drill in your head, basically. Sid, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that your the technology can currently be used for. So, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, when I was at CS, I was able to uh, change channels, um, yeah. you know, using just my thoughts, um, turn on lights. 
I mean, talk, walk people, because this is audio and this is a podcast, like they can't really see us doing it, but walk people through some of the things that they can do with the NextMind uh, dev kit. Yeah, so, so for now, what we're doing is that we're focusing mostly on gaming and VR. Uh, this is because this is giving you a new kind of experience, like a new way of interacting with technology, with games in particular. And of course, when you look at it from, um, uh, from a video, you, you can't experience it, but when you try by yourself, it's really feeling like having the force and being able to just like have your brain like control matter around your digital object. So they, the experience was quite amazing for people when they tried, especially the first time. I mean, it's they have this wow effect. And of course, gaming for us is only the beginning. Uh, why, why gaming? Because gaming has been basically the driver of many new technologies. That was the case for VR. That was the case for gesture uh, with the Kinect. Uh, that's been the case for eye tracking. That's the case also for many other technologies. And, and here we're using gaming and entertainment basically just for, for showing the experience. The first milestone was to, for us at Nextman, was to allow people to experience this closed loop real time feedback between their brain and technology. But of course, um, as we move along, we are working actually with many companies now such that they can incorporate this platform in their technology. So we're working with automotive uh, um, companies. Uh, we're working, of course, we continue to work with gaming companies, but also with a lot of different verticals that, um, that are aiming at including this platform into the R&D roadmap and in the future. Uh, product. So, so what we do at Nextman really is that we are building a non-invasive platform allowing to do brain competent interfaces and we're offering this platform to companies but also to developers of course uh, so that basically they can build their own use cases uh, from it. That's really interesting. Um, so I was having a conversation the other day on interfaces right and how most of the time right now um, if I'm on my computer I'm engaging with either a trackpad or a mouse right and is that really yeah. the most natural way of engaging with technology? You know, that's the big question mark. And I think that what you guys are doing really solves that problem. It makes it just natural. Like having done it, it's just a no-brainer, let's say. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So when you think about it from a different perspective, you realize that what we're doing mostly is trying to interact with visual stuff. So for us, the most straightforward way to interact with visual stuff is to use your visual brain, like your visual cortex. And that's what we're doing. We're creating a, a, a link between your visual cortex and visual stuff around you. It doesn't have to be digital object like uh, displays. It can also be IoT object. I, I think you tried maybe the LAMP demo that we yeah. did last year at CES. So now we're incorporating that in a lot of IoT objects so mm -hmm. that basically you can control things at distance without moving a finger, basically. And what we're aiming to do really is allowing you to do that at the speed of thought. So you wanna you wanna trigger a command, you wanna you wanna plug something, you wanna turn on the light, you wanna you wanna turn on your TV, you wanna change channels. You're gonna be able to do all of this actually without moving a finger and at distance. And you were talking about the mouse, and yeah, the mouse came with a screen, but actually we don't need a screen anymore because that's what we do at Nextvine. Actually, we just project the display. You can project it on your table, you can project it on the wall. And the only thing that matters is that it ends up in your visual cortex. And of course, if it's on the wall, you don't need any more monitor. Um, so, so I think that at this stage, what we're doing is that we are building this platform and we are, I mean, the use cases are not totally clear yet, 
um, but we are we are moving along with companies to um, to 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 refine that. Uh, but at the same time, we 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 think that what's going to happen is that the technology around the platform itself is going to evolve. So so why would you have a screen? Why would you have a mouse when the only thing you need is just a display? And the display could be anywhere. It could be like on on your on your wall it could be it could be a hologram you 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 would be able to control all of that and same thing for um for say your lamp or or some of your objects at home i mean why put even a, a button if actually you can at distance interact with it and turn it on and command it and change the change the i mean use different buttons on it and that's that's something that we are uh, doing right now so i I do believe that by having this platform, we're going to actually, at one point, even um, push the industry to actually adapt to neurotechnologies and brain-computer interfaces. That's that's really interesting. And I do have a quick question for you, because being that you do have the neuroscience background, is one thing that I walked away with after trying um, the NextMind device is that my, my brain actually really enjoyed it, like thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, what, what, ha what, like, can you maybe in, in the simplest terms describe what is happening to the brain when this is all being activated? Um, you know, I just, one of the things that impact me, impacted me was that like, I really, really like using my next mind. Like it's, it's like a workout for my brain that I really enjoy. It's, it's a little bit like a workout because actually for us, it was important to find the right, um, the right, uh, trade-off between like having you focus such that it's not totally automatic, but also having you not, I mean, not making too much efforts to, uh, to, to drive a command. So, so you, it's very different from an eye tracker, say, because with an eye tracker, I mean, the eye tracker is very good at monitoring your gaze position, but you can't control anything with an eye tracker. You might think about something else, still gonna drive a command. Uh, this is called the Midas touch problem. It's like uh, the Midas God, you know, who could change everything into gold and, and end up being unable to eat actually because uh, because he couldn't control his, his gift. And here that's the, that's the same thing with eye tracking. But with our technology, basically you have this really, this strong sense of control, this sense of basically having the force and being able to, to control the technology. And the fact that you have this experience where basically you're not moving a finger, nothing is really happening in your body and you can still see your brain in action over the display this is something that people really like like by by slightly focusing focusing a little bit more then you can see your focus in real time uh, over the over over the display and this is really an enjoyable experience so it, it, it's a little bit like a mind of a matter uh, mm -hmm. to some extent so so you have like your mind controlling matter around you and this is this is what uh, that this is what's creating this amazing experience i believe and it's interesting, you know, you mentioned gaming and you mentioned enterprise. Whenever I talk to people, because I mentioned my experience with BCI in most of my talks, and um, I will always have people from um, the, you know, differently abled or the disabilities community be really interested and say, wow, this just opens up a world of possibilities for people that might not be able to, you know, move or, or do different things. What, what is your opinion on that? Because it does, it does open up a world of accessibility. Yes, but I think it's going to come naturally to this market because if you build a technology which is almost good enough for everybody, it's going to become anyway uh, uh, not a good to have but a must have 
yeah. for people with disability. So now people with disability, like say with quadriplegia or locked in, or, or they are able to actually play games mm -hmm. for the first time in their life. For some of them, they can play games, they have full intentional control over, over things around them. We're also developing some IoT applications mm -hmm. uh, such that basically within their room or from their wheelchair, they can basically act on the door, turn it on, uh, uh, sorry, open it, uh, turn on the, the light, turn it off and so on. So of course this is coming, but for us, this is coming naturally. The challenge mm -hmm. is really to get it on the head of everybody. And this is what's gonna happen in the next few years. Right now, this is a dev kit. This is dev kit one, you might mm -hmm. even say, and it's gonna come to, to what's an end user product and it's gonna take only um, uh, a few years. Um, the other thing that I'm extremely excited about and that we, we're working on actively right now is AR. Uh, um, so when, I mean, we don't exactly know what AR is gonna look like. We can have uh, a glimpse of it, uh, but, but I mean, we tried uh, internally AR plus BCI and this is absolutely amazing. This is absolutely amazing because in addition to that, we are basically solving one of the issues they're having in the development of AR, which is that they have to combine different modalities. So um, uh, for instance, you can use uh, gaze monitoring to know where the person is looking and then they have to either use speech or gesture in combination. Uh, but in our case, actually, you can do all of this just with your visual brain. You can generate, select, generate an intention. You can basically interact fully without moving your finger. This is really have, having you experience things that don't really exist and that are superimposed in the real world. But in addition, uh, doing all of this directly from your brain, and this is like uh, mm -hmm. plus and plus doing like something exponentially uh, <laughs> uh, enjoyable. So, so, so for us, this is really like uh, when we're going to be able to integrate mm -hmm. that with some um, the upcoming AR glasses. That's going to be that's going to be absolutely amazing. That's going to be very powerful. And you know, I was going to ask you one of the questions was how does NextMind play into the metaverse? You know, the, this concept of the metaverse that a lot of us are exploring. Um, so I think you kind of answered that, but maybe what are your thoughts around, you know, NextMind in the metaverse? Well, let me tell you what, what we had in mind from the beginning. We, we had two main problems to solve. And we solved problem one. That, that was our first milestone. The first milestone was non-invasive, real-time interaction in a PCI. That was milestone one. But milestone two that we're working towards is not only being able to interact with stuff around you, but actually being able to do what I call mind augmented reality, where basically your visual imagery, your visual imagination, even your memories can be sent back to the display. So right now what we're doing is that we can, you can control the display with your brain, but you cannot send back to the display. You cannot like, close your eyes and think about someone or think about whatever furniture, uh, think about a car and have it displayed on the, on the, on the, on the, on the monitor. Uh, but actually this is totally feasible. It's just a matter of basically getting a better SNR, uh, signal to noise ratio and, and getting better machine learning algorithms. But in theory, uh, um, not only in theory, actually it's being done offline with fMRI right now, we're gonna be able to do it like with portable, non-invasive, real-time 
technology. And, and, and that's gonna be the next milestone. And this, I believe, is gonna absolutely change everything. When you're gonna be able to combine what the producer gives you with the, your own imagination and bind them together wow. into like, you're gonna be able to basically mix or make your own movies mm -hmm. or make your own games. Um, and, and, and remember everything that's happening in your brain in terms of visual information, like your visual imagination, even your visual memories, you remembering your, your wedding, your first child and so on uh, when he was born, this is happening in your visual cortex. It's just like your memory system yeah. sending projections to your visual cortex. And if we have the good resolution, we're gonna be able to decode that information and just send it and, and, and have you interact with it in, in the physical world. Wow. Sid, I think you just inspired my next Forbes article. <laughs> that is <laughs> okay. amazing. Wow. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm like speechless. Uh, yeah, because, you, you know, obviously the, the metaverse is something we're all exploring, we're all talking about it, but obviously your part of what the metaverse is, is extremely powerful. You know, it's, it's really taking the metaverse to, to another level. And I think that's, that's brilliant. Um, Let's, you know, I think we're starting to get towards the end of our, our time together. And I kind of yeah. want to also chat a little bit about, you know, what are some of the things you're seeing out there that excite you? I mean, obviously, you're beyond cutting edge. Um, you know, obviously, you know, this type of technology is is a type of technology that I'm most excited about when people ask me, like, what are you excited about? Uh, let's say BCI. Um, but is there anything out there you're seeing that you're excited about? It, it could be BCI. It doesn't have to be BCI. But anything future related. This is Future Insiders, right? So I always try to take it to the future. But what is there anything that you've seen lately that you're excited about? Well, I think that um, all the efforts that are being made, either on our side of BCI, but also on the side of uh, AR, mm -hmm. uh, like, like, like what Mojo is building right now, yeah. for instance, uh, with the lenses. I think when all of this is going to start to be combined, we got to live in a totally different dimension. And, mm -hmm. and this is coming. This is very, coming very fast. And, and, and when we presented our technology for the first time at CES last year, we had so many times this comment, like, I didn't know we were there. I mm -hmm. didn't know this was possible. And for us, this is just step one, basically. And when we're going to be able to improve the technology, miniaturize the sensors, improve the machine learning and combine it with like also miniaturize AR uh, that is basically seamless or, or, or invisible, uh, that's, that, that's going to change. Uh, that's going to change humanity for sure. Um, and, and this is extremely exciting. So and, and I'm very proud to actually be contributing to 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 this. Uh, so so yeah, the the future is is gonna be is gonna be different. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it's so exciting. And um, if if people are listening to, and by the way, we had Mojo, uh, we had Mojo um here. I had Steve Sinclair from Mojo on another episode, so I think that okay. that's really interesting. Um, but if folks want to reach out to you, and you know, where can they find you, or where can they find out more about NextMind? Well, they can find out on our website, uh, nextmind.com, and uh, and also on our Twitter account that mm -hmm. we uh, we are like uh, on which we put a lot of posts, um, and and they 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 should just contact us. We always happy to receive feedback from people or questions. Actually, we learn a lot from our users and from people that are interested in creating new use cases, new applications. So people are very very welcome uh, to contact us at nextmind. This is at contact at nextmind.com. Fabulous. Thank you for being on Future Insider, Sid. Thank you very much for having me today.
Thank you for listening to Future Insiders. I hope you'll join Kathy for more interviews about the future. And don't forget, subscribe and tell a friend about the podcast. Thanks for listening.